Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. No, I don't think you're up. Hello? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you're up. Let's do a live on a first oh. Friday edition <laughs> of the program. Merely Bo and the great Z. Got any gum? So good. So good. So good. Miss him so much. Uh, no Gibby today. Battling. He's in the in the throes of it. Battling. Yeah. Sent him a very sad gift from my blue. I did is, see it, that. is that from Bridesmaids? It might be. It feels like it. Feels, yeah. Whatever it was, it was apropos for the state of affairs for Gibbe. For Gibbe. Yeah, not at his best. Um, so he, no Gibbe today. We will, we will push on we'll, without yeah. him. We are in the midst of construction here. We've got some, we've got scaffolding. Yeah. So cardboard down. It was, uh, it was told, announced to us yesterday at the, uh, in the meeting. Sure. That, yeah, there's going to be some construction. There's going to be some work done on this floor. It's going to have a new look. Uh, there's going to be a new look above us. I think this is going to have a new look. Ah. There was a rendering in it, you'll be happy to know, that featured you and I. Ah, both of us. Seats reversed. Presumptuous. Which was presumptuous. There he is, B. Lynch. So us here? Yeah. we were Same setup? Similar. Were we inverted? We were, in, But we were inverted. You had a wonderful likeness. Yeah. I looked a lot like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Can I see this? Who has the, the physical copy? Does Swag have it? No, uh, probably Swag does, or Monica. Monica would have it. She put together the presentation. And I had multiple people comment to me and say, you know, what's it? Like, you're a handsome guy. What's the deal with all these what's likenesses the where they, they keep doing you dirty? Yeah, because I they said, did I don't you, know. They did you dirty on the poster. Oh, my God, where I look like uh, Jesus from the Big Lebowski <laughs> after all day buffets for eight months. <laughs> And no exercise. Uh, yeah, you're getting swag on this. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he's got it. I mean, he's he's part of it. So yeah, we're gonna. There's gonna be there's gonna be some things going on here. Right. So we'll see. So we, we, there will be a point in time this summer when this program will be broadcast from a different location because nobody will be allowed on the second floor here. Undisclosed location. An undisclosed location. Yeah. Um, Boy, okay. you know it would be fun is if during that period of time, if we had a giant tour bus and we just drove around, toured around and did CBD. One of the greatest um, back in the heyday yeah. of this program, and I realize that you and I are only five years into it, yet I, I feel like there was the off season coming out of year one was the heyday. I mean, that's a T-shirt every week. For us? Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. That's yeah. a T-shirt every week. That's We don't know anything but joy. Uh, I'd say that we're still like, it doesn't mean we can't get back there. No, no, no. But it was a lovely period. No, no, no. It was just a pure, it was a, it, the acquisition of Odell, that golden whole season, era. world's team, oh, uh, the goosebumps. four horsemen. Gosh. I mean, uh, there were so many things that were happening yeah. at that moment. Dick Winters, there were so many things that were happening at that in that time period. 
And one of the things that we discussed was a was taking this show on the road. Yes. And going to the Brown Backers, Browns Backers uh, charter, the, the clubs around the, the world, the, the world's team. And there yeah, was talk of an Australian swing. Um, which I am still all about. And, European and swing. People still want us to do that. People want us there. Well, thanks. Sway goes, you're definitely still in it, huh? Well, no, well, you, want to, you want to see it. You want to see it. I said, well, thanks, okay. team We'll player. see if we can get you guys a copy. <laughs> All right. I just need to see the likeness. Yeah. I think you'll get a kick out of it. There's, there's, uh, it was a good fun. There was some good fun yesterday at the meeting. It was had at that. Yeah. You look great, though. I mean, for you, it's like it wouldn't be even a bad thing to get framed and put up in your office. You know what I mean? For me? Eh. Like, I realize I'm not blind, folks. Okay. There was a time in my life when I had dark brown hair. That time is gone. Now I have salt and pepper, heavy on the salt. But there's still, like, color in there. Like, I'm not the colonel. So they, they have you, like, you're slinging chicken. I'm like Gandalf. <laughs> Boy, Gandalf the White was a dramatic entrance. Boy, was it. Wasn't that Showed something? Up in the, in the At Helm's Deep, wasn't it? Then he, when he came back? Yeah. Was yeah. that the first time he showed up with the White? Coming down? I think he showed up in the white in the forest, but like briefly. And then. And then it was like, oh. And then when he came back in the hour of their need. The biggest hour of, of, the, of the most need. Oh, boy. That was quite the. Wasn't the best fortress for that type of thing. You're pretty much backed up into a corner there. Well, no right, escape routes. Nobody can get in, in theory, until. But they... there could be people came in from above, too. They... So you weren't even at a high point. You were. You had the walls, right? I mean, I haven't seen that. Well, you had in a the long walls time. up around, but until the front. The front was like carved into the mountain, so they couldn't have come down like the back of you. That's why, like when Gandalf came down, he came down that hill and wiped out all the people who were in the valley. So it forced people to come through a narrow valley right now. That's you. true. So that's so pretty good like, design. Yeah, yeah, good design. Yeah. What I think they needed to do in retrospect was, and and they won, but thanks to Gandalf only, they were going to lose to the mighty Urukai. Yeah. But I think all they needed to do was get a, a big hose. Yep. Right, full of uh, what was the stuff from Game of Thrones? Oh, the the green stuff. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, a hose of that. Spray it out there on everybody. Shoot an arrow, Legolas. Let's get a flaming arrow in there. Do wildfire, think, wildfire. That's it. that's it. Do you think that in? Can, I just kind of put all of that stuff in like the Middle Ages. Yeah, is where I put all of that. Like I yeah, put Thrones yeah. in like the twelve yeah. hundreds or ten. I don't know sure. what would be the appropriate time frame. Well, Somewhere, whatever dragons like were 600. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Somewhere in medieval there. times, medieval times, like that would be the, the realm. I don't yeah, know how that's long the realm. Med medieval times lasted. Yeah, did they the have hose like abilities? I guarantee they had it. Well, I mean, even I'm sure they had the ability to pump something through, pump yeah. water through, water through something, a tube. Yeah, the Romans had aqueducts, so that's so, yeah. predates that. So there's, yeah, that's there's way before, through. way before. So we're way, yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. or you have aqueducts set up that point in there and then when it's time wildfire just is constantly flowing all over them and then you light it on fire and they all burn and you go about your business there you go if you're in a stone fortress no big deal yeah yeah that would have been the best way to handle that it is amazing to me though as we sit here and, and you know ponder the world sure how often the odds are insurmountable for the good guys and yet they always surmount so that gives you us hope as cleveland browns fans that our time is coming like, there's no way the Rebellion should have beaten the Empire in Star Wars. There's no way that the good people should have won 
against Saruman and Sauron in Lord of the Rings and Mordor. Yeah, all the orcs and the Urukai. No way. Not a chance. Too much. much, And yet. Not bad. Good does prevail. Good prevails. Um, Rebellions are built on Magic helps. Magic helps. I've pushed the chips in on the Star Wars stuff on the Disney Plus. I can't keep. I don't know what era we're in on any of it. I don't know what the hell's going. So on. So you got to watch Mandalorian. Well, I watched the first season of Mandalorian, okay. and then the boys kind of petered on it a little bit. Okay. So they watched the first one, and then we haven't got back the bu- into it. The new, the second, which is Boba Fett, like the Boba Fett Chronicles. No, 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 no. Like there's there's several seasons of the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. So I we just watched the first, first. season, okay. like the first six episodes. Yeah. And then we I think there are two. I think there are two. Might have been yeah, whatever. Um, the so, one that I really want to get into is Andor. Which people is, say that's great, but I don't know Rogue what, what time guy. does that take place. So Rogue, it's after it's Rogue One, the Rogue One guy. So that either that's leading into four. Yeah, that's where Rogue One ends. Yeah, but he's alive still, so it has to be before that, right? So it's got it because yeah, I'm pretty sure he bites it at the end. Well, the hardest the hardest thing for so prior to that, the thing that's difficult is in one of the ones we tried watching. See, the boys don't fear. They went into Star Wars not fearing Vader. Insane. Which is all so we formidable. were terrified of Vader. I had nightmares. For Fever sure. dreams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But they, because they knew how it ended, so they don't they don't view him as formidable. So in one of the series, like they show like some of the dark stuff that Vader does, and the boys are like, whoa, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's a bad dude, man. Bad dude. So. Man. Why didn't they fear him? Because they knew he because was portrayed they knew he was, by Hayden Christensen. Think about how he is at the end in because they saw Return of the Jedi. Jedi first. Well, yeah, they saw Jedi before yeah. full stuff or any of that. So that once you see Jedi, you have a totally different view on Vader because he comes full circle. He's a good guy in the end. Takes care of the Emperor. End. Game set match. Yeah, but if you watch, yeah, but I mean, it's obviously that he's bad before that. True, but he's cuddly. I mean, remember the Holocaust <laughs> things at the end of Jedi? Yeah. When they're all buddies, the funeral, we're all pyre. friends again. Oh yeah. We're all friends again. Uh, 23rd Annual Greater Cleveland Sports Awards set to take place tonight, 730. The Hoff is set to host. Boy, have he, has he asked you for any advice on on the hosting? No, he's the Hoff. We've he's talked right. about it. He said that he didn't have to, What I was really concerned about was would we be able to get together and all of us break some bread and, and drink yeah. some wine? Nay. Nay. In today, out, nothing. That's it. So he's yeah. in and he's out. That's he's it. Out. Oh, here he comes. Look at there him. There he is. I bet if there was a likeness of him, Look more at this situation. A, another, another pair. Another pair. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Just Wednesday. I mean, it's only a light Wednesday. blue, just a nice powder blue. It's only Wednesday. A khaki. It's a Wednesday. He's walking around like that in this weather. How do you even walk around in those shoes in this weather? He Galoshes? Have, he's got to have the. We're going to inquire about that. We need to inquire. Yeah, he's got to have those. Those rubber mocks galoshes. that you slide your they're, shoes they're, into. Yeah, I think they're called yeah. galoshes. You slide them in, and then away you go. Because you can't take on this type of water weight. It, the color of those is pristine. That's a cream. Yeah, you can't. By the you way, I'm told that. that a ceremony will be taking place here soon. Oh, baby. Wow. Oh, I don't even I don't want to oh, get too baby. Oh baby. Can you imagine? I would tell you, I think this is a fair statement. Gibe would is rooting for it not to happen. He will take more pleasure as as scintillating as as potentially this could be for all of us. Uh, he would take more pleasure in in being right and us being de- deprived of it 
than him actually getting one. It is 100% within the realm of possibility that he is currently communicating with and or trying to pay off Brad Mellon to make sure that this doesn't happen. That's what I think, too. Yeah. Which brings up a very interesting question. Since Gibe is not here today, what's the deal with his intense hatred and denial of joy for me in particular? But sometimes you get lumped into that, too. And then he was back in Poizel yesterday like he was his child. Well, I think he views Poizel as his child. I think the other thing that's about it that, that happens there is what I, what I found was curious is he at one point told Poizel, don't back down. Poizel's facts were off. It's a loss. At some point, you have to just push your chips in and just you say, take, I take the L. Take the L. It's a sunk cost. See you next week. Hope for the best. That's it. And he was trying to encourage further litigation. I just think he likes anarchy and, and chaotic situations that are at our displeasure. I think you're right. I think I think he remember when Hoff was in here that time and he's like, wait a second, isn't his job to make your job easier? And he could wrap it all down in two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. Hoff had it nailed. No, that's not well. Oh man! So the Hoff in, he will host the uh, Greater Cleveland Sports Awards tonight. He will absolutely at, crush that. It's at Quicken Loans Arena. Is it the Q? Is that the Q? Well, is that with the renovations? Do they have like a ballroom there or something that they I put asked it all the way down? So I will, I'll, we'll find out tomorrow. But I found I asked somebody, and they made it sound like it's happening like on the floor, and there will be people in the arena seats. Really? Which would be like the WWE Hall of Fame, which sells like fifteen thousand tickets. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah. So how do they? Um, so the athlete, professional athlete of the year, our nominees are Nick Chubb, Jared Allen, and Jose Ramirez. So Jose Ramirez will win that. Nick Chubb is a, a powerful guy. He is, but Ramirez is going to win. He's potent. Yeah, that's right. Yep. C swag. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What's up? C swag. Yeah. We need- you keep talking. Yeah. So here, Monica's here now. Yeah. We need an answer. Yeah. She's going to be the one that's going to be able to handle it. Yep. Yeah, she knows. You're getting a text. She didn't even see keep writing. Thank you. Well, Bo looks great in it. I look like Colonel Sanders. That's all. I That's need to. We need for. to see it. Yeah, we want. We to want see to put it. eyes on it. Yeah, we want to see it. Yeah, we need to put eyes on it, Monica. She's got it. She's on it. Yeah, Monica's. Monica's an absolute get it, a get it done person. If something needs to get done. You tell her this is need, we need this. Yep, it's gonna get done. No questions asked. Yeah, that's why she's a lead. That's why she's like if you bought Buy stock. stock. In, if you bought stock in Lindsay a couple years ago, right now. It looks You're like not she's here. looking at it right now. Yeah, she's laughing at she's it. She's looking yes. at it. Yeah, that's yes. what we need to see. Yes. Text it to me. Text it to me. Yeah. Send it, it right over. Here. Send, Send it, it right over. over. So we can Text take it. a look. Yeah. Text it. That's what's necessary, I think, is right there. We need to see that likeness. Yeah, that's right. That's what we need. That's look at likeness. him. Look at that guy. He knows yeah, about he the knows. likeness. Yeah, he knows. He knows. All right. Let's see All if right. this gets sent. Now we'll have a good feel about where we stand. Well, I, I, like I said, I think that you should feel great. I don't feel bad. I'm still here. Well, it's like when but, we did the poster, like tremendous honor in the fact that you were yeah. on it. But then also, oh, Nick, look at of the course, heavy hitters, he's dialed in all hairs. the important people. Look at those shoes he had on. They had like air bubbles in there. Nothing to be surprised about. No. Oh, here um, we go. Right. Here it is. Is this it? We've got it. Here it is. Yeah. All right. We've yeah, got it. We got. You got to really zoom right. in to get, get to a... us, though. It's hard on a phone to get the. It was much better on the big, but you could tell that you have a nice. Oh, look hair. At you got a nice beard. And I, <laughs> I am back there. Yeah. I, we're in suits also, we which a comment was made about that. 
as you might we imagine. We are in suits. But it's hard to see, but I look, I mean, I am like white as white can be. Yeah, you My are. My hair, beard, all yeah. totally white. You, you look are. at what a great This ha- feels like the same desk. Yeah, you have a great head of hair. But do you notice that? Look how, how thick your beard is. Yeah. It's stunning. really is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good to see you. It looks like there's going to be people sitting right outside here. just Like a little studio audience for us? Just hanging out. Yeah. It does look like that. And then you've got... Okay. Is that B. Lynch walking by? Looks like maybe B. Lynch or or Dom. I think it's Dom. Dom. Look at the heels. Heel. No doubt. That is incredible. They got that likeness down. Yeah. So this looks like the same... Everything looks same here (laughs) for us. Gibbe's window. Yeah. Gibbe's window's right there. That's the same. No, it's just more about the fact that I have... It's just more so much that it is that you are... You are all. I look like Colonel Sanders. It's a whiteout. It's a whiteout. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Um, that's what you're saying. We're inching closer to the championship games. Those are both set for Sunday. We have the finalists for the NFL honors. We will go over that for you. We will continue our roster breakdown with the running back position. Could be a position where there could be some change. We'll go around the NFL as well on the program today. We got a little mock draft from both Mel Kuyper and Dane Brugler. Among other things, we're off and running here on a first Friday Miracle edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milk Bones, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Do I need to do that for Buddy Garrity? Oh, Buddy. I mean, I'll tell you what. The day that little Asa got her Did her you see box, the text? Unbelievable. Which one? The battle From the last swag one? about the galoshes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Do you preserve the shoes? No, you don't. No, you get a new pair. You get a new pair. <laughs> I sent a little Kenny Powers back. A little dollar, yeah. dollar, dollar, bill, dollar yeah. bills, y'all. That's it. That's it. They're bringing that back, KP. What's left to accomplish? Well, I, not much. I mean, I think you got to take him on the road again. I think you almost have to. It almost has to be like when they uh, on the last Rocky, where they just act. They acted like the one with Tommy Morrison didn't happen. Like that's what you got to do. You just got to act like that last season, which was really funny when he was on the sports show and all that. Yeah. You just got to act like that didn't happen. It's like not he's part not of married. Canon. It's not yeah. part of the canon. Not part of it. Start over. Alternate alternate choice for KP. Well, you could do that. Like Marvel did the like the what if series, the whole series of like, well, what if you know this slight tweak happened. Yeah, that's what they'll need to do. I'd like to do it. Why don't we do a whole – we should do, like, an episode where Stevie Janowski is actually the, like, the guy and Kenny is his Stevie. What do you think about that? How fun would that be? Him Amazing. ordering Kenny around? Amazing. And Kenny Sold. loving it like a Sold. lap dog? Sold. Yeah. Yeah. And Stevie's being, unbelievable. And then being He's ridiculed by Ashley Schaefer for being Stevie's number two. And Stevie would that be would like be, a fan. It would be great. You mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. That should be the thing. You and I should be on development deals for HBO. We got ideas for Curb. More ideas. We got man. this. Thrive on enthusiasm. Come on. We could have. We would have. <clears throat> Sounds like there's 
things, some rumbling, un- untoward things happening. But I realize yeah. it's just drills. Um, we would have done a better ending to Game of Thrones. We'd be, we would be, we would never work another day because we'd be per- constantly there'd be parades in our honor for how they would we just landed give the plane you, in Game of Thrones. That you would, they, you would just give you development deals sight unseen well, on I anything, just, think we'd just be on, cash. A lot of times we'd be on people's shoulders yeah. and they would just be, you know, how great. Yeah, thank be, you. Yeah, we'd be in like one of the most one of the most joyful television experiences of of my life. Yeah, you landed it. Right, you delivered the ending that was deserved so richly, and there were. There were probably about a million and two ways that they could have ended that that all would have been satisfactory. And they were like, and they went, eh, eh, why don't we do everything? Let's else? really suck. Let's let's be as bad as we can be. Let's go as bad as we yeah. can do. And now that sh- it's so bad that that show isn't even a, it never gets talked about because of the ending. because of the ending. Like I think it, that's anytime fair. people talk about rewatching a series, nobody ever says, oh, I got to go redo Thrones again. Um, and it was the most fun I ever had watching TV. Uh, NFL.com, the NFL Honors finalists for MVP and the rest of the awards of 2022. Your most valuable player finalists, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. How do they do this? Is this – it's the AP's voting on this. Um, top five picks for MVP, top three for the other awards. All right, so give me your – let's do your winner and your runner-up. Mahomes. Uh, I'll go Hurts. I would, too. That was my Mahomes okay. Hurts. Yep. Yep. And I think Mahomes will win by a pretty sizable margin. Yes. Here. Um, I think he'll be number one on most ballots, and then he'll be – if he's on the ones he's not number one, he'll be number two. I think it's possible on some of the ones that Hurts is – I see no scenario where – I, I see some where maybe Hertz isn't the second pick. That maybe somebody goes Burrow, on some, or even Allen. Yeah, see. or Jefferson. Jefferson was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mahomes is going to win by a wide margin on that. AP Defensive Player of the Year. There are three. It is Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. I go Bosa one, Parsons two. I I think you have that as well. I I'd go TJ I'd, Watt honestly if I could. Even I think in half of a season. I think Bosa's the would be will be a pretty big winner. Yeah. Feels like he will be the. He is kind of – sometimes this happens with award seasons where an individual player gets the juice for the team accomplishment. Yeah. And there's nobody that they can give to MVP on the 49ers offensively. No. So Bosa will be like the recognition for the, the 49ers. Yeah. yeah, good job. AP Offensive Player of the Year, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I see this as an award not for a quarterback, so I feels Justin like, Jefferson. It feels like it's evolved into that, which I'm yeah. for. Me too. I didn't like when it was quarterback gets the MVP, quarterback gets offensive player of the year. I think this started was Patrick Henry or not Patrick Henry, Travis Henry. Was he the one that it was like Derek Henry or Derek? Good yeah. Lord. How many Henry's Cooper cup? Have? Maybe cup probably too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, Jefferson wins it. Yeah. No, he limped home much to my fantasy team's chagrin. Yes, he did. Um, AP offensive rookie of the year, Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson. What do we do here? Cause two of them played, Portions of seasons. I mean, it's got to be Brock Purdy, right? Garrett Wilson's got the best full he has season. The, he's the only like, one that's like that played the full season. Like Purdy didn't even play. What did he play? Six games. I don't know, but whatever he did, agreed. Was no, no, I understand your point. I just mean yeah. like it's not like he played seventeen games. He played no. six. I'm fine if you. I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Garrett Wilson and Walker. What did he play? I don't know. Not enough. Half the season. Yeah, and he no, he wasn't. 
Garrett Wilson just had was very up and down. Like he had a bunch of big, big games. Yeah, more with Joe Flacco than with Zach or anybody not named Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah. Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, and Tariq Woolen. Um, sauce, sauce boy. How does um? If you're the Jaguars, aren't you going? What were we doing? Yeah, it was Walker. too early. Is just very average. Very, yeah. You never heard anybody talking about him. I always no. heard about these guys. Yeah, Sauce and Hutchinson and Woolen were always the guys that you heard about. Comeback Player of the Year: Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey. Gino, it's Geno Smith. That's what I said. Clearly, yep, would win that. I mean, the other two come back from injury, but we've seen their greatness before. Like Geno Smith comes out of the clear blue sky. It's not like anybody thought that was coming. I mean, we thought they were tanking. He didn't write back. Amazing. Oh, yes. I think the playoffs. It's, I think it's one of the stories of the year. Agreed. And I think if he were if he would have done it someplace other than Seattle, it would have been even a much bigger story. Seattle's such an outpost that yeah. it doesn't get they just don't get the coverage. If he had done that in New York or oh, DC. Oh my goodness, gracious. Look at how much they love yeah, no yeah, doubt. Come on. AP coach of the year, Dable, McDermott, Peterson, Shanahan, Sirianni. If it's not Kyle, I can't help you. I could see Sirianni again. It's got to be Kyle. I agree. Three quarter, three different quarterbacks. Yeah. What did they go? Thirteen and four. Yeah. Yeah. And he did it with three different dudes, including the last pick in the draft as a rookie. Like, we were. Listen, folks, you could go back and check the tape on our training camp shows when the Eagles showed up, and we went, "Oh, yeah, they're going to be formidable." They're yeah. Be a problem. You could tell off the bus on that offensive-defensive line that it was built different. So the only question with the Eagles, and I remember we were sitting there saying, it's just, is Jalen Hurts ready for this? And we just needed to see it. And the answer to it, to that question was emphatically, yes, he he was ready for it. Um, But Kyle, three different quarterbacks, 13 and four, come on. I'm with you. I put, I think Doug Peterson should get some, get a nod as well. I mean, to take yeah. the Jags to playoffs, pretty impressive. Dable did a Dable great job. Did a great job. McDermott went through the most in terms of sure all the stuff that all the hands that they were dealt this year. AP assistant coach of the year beats me. Ben I was Johnson, gonna say Demarco Ryan's. I've heard a lot. Ryan seems like the guy. Ben Johnson'd be a fun one. Yeah, I mean they were a fun they were a fun team. Yeah, they were. Um, the NFL's got to fix this hiring process. Agreed. It's agreed. Can't do it. Yeah. It's not very good. Did you guys have a snow day today? No. Did you? Yeah. No. I've come to the conclusion that the only thing that my children that supersedes snow day announcement from an excitement standpoint is Christmas morning. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing else. Like, we surprised them. We're going to Disney in a couple of weeks. Like, they were thrilled, but not like snow day. It was NBC on going today anyway, or is he like, oh, man, I'm getting a snow day when I was, like, not going to go anyway? No, I think everyone was going. I mean, NBC was, was back. NBC was back. Everybody was in the mix. They were going. And they would. They asked me last night. They've asked me every the last two nights, like, we're going to have a snow day, and I'm always no. And he goes, well, why do you always say no? And I said, well, because, A, when the snow occurs yesterday, it wasn't going to be something that wouldn't be cleared. And I said, I don't think it'll be because I think it'll be cleared today as well. What I didn't factor in was the slush turned to ice at the end of the day treacherous. and getting the children home. Yeah. That was the. No, it's going to be a try. It's going to be a. Yeah. Turnpike treat me right. Yeah. It's going to be. That's the way that's going to go. Formidable. No doubt. So I said, um, 
I go, look, you got one job as a collective. This snow is ripe for packing. I need a snow fort. I need oh, snowball fights. Yes. I'm not I, – I don't need you on Xboxes all day. Like that – I'm done with that. We can't have it. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't live with them. Can't coach them. Won't do it. Won't so that do it. it. Can't do it. Yeah. All right. Can I, can I read you something? Yeah. That just sure. – Go right ahead. This is this is something. Now, all right. Now they're saying it's a joke. Thank goodness. But this is was tweeted out by A and W, the maker of A and W root beer, yesterday. Okay. And they have a mascot. Are you aware of their mascot? No, I don't think I am. America. Let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy the Great Root Bear. Has okay. been our beloved spokes bear. Okay. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six foot tall bear wearing an orange sweater. <laughs> okay. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. No, this isn't right. Therefore, we have decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though, he will remain our official spokes bear. After all, he is unbearably cute and impossible, haha, to replace. We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food and good times for many years to come now in denim they followed that up 20 hours later and said is now a good time to mention that this is a joke so this is this is in response i think to the m&m's nonsense which is yes which <laughs> our our guy's taking a huge victory lap of course over. He is. oh yeah that's some of the, my favorite content of the week was he's one as big as can win he, yeah he yeah won. he's mm -hmm. one as big as you could win so i'm guessing this is playing along with that my guess is too that's hilarious yeah, that is good. Uh, I think a, you, you enjoy a root beer? I was never a root beer guy. I was always cream. If it was root beer or cream soda, 100% cream soda. My brother was root beer. I'm the same as you. I would go to the cream soda. Two options. Give me the cream soda every time. And it would, I'm sure, bring be no surprise. You, give me a root beer. Oh, big, of course. Big root beer guy. Big root beer guy. Yeah. yeah. Traditionalist. Purist. Yep. Yeah. Browns fans, today through midnight on February 9th, head to the NFL.com slash FedEx, the NFL's official Twitter handle on the NFL mobile app to cast your vote for Nick Chubb as a FedEx ground player of the year. He needs it. 22 FedEx Aaron Ground NFL players of the year will be announced during the NFL honors on February 9th. Is it true that he is lagging? Significantly so. Which is We're going to lose to Raiders yeah. Nation? Uh, I'll tell you this. Jacobs is running away with it. Here's what I would say. What would you say? Whatever ill will you may have towards last season as a Browns fan, yeah, none of it should fall at the feet of Nick Chubb. Nicholas Jamal Chubb. No. That fact, dude did it all. He was incredible. Yeah. When yeah. you are um, joining Jim Brown on the 1,500 mark. The only two in the history of this story five franchise. five-point yards per carry yeah. again. This is heady stuff. And it's something we're going to get into coming up next as we continue our positional breakdown at the running back position. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Brissett calling signals, turns, play action fake. He's got a man wide open, Hunt tumbles, he's got it! Touchdown into the end zone! Gives the ball and Hunt blasts through. 15, 10, corner, 5, touchdown. He's got two of them. Kareem Hunt, one by air, one by land. And the Browns lead 13-0. 
Brissett takes the snap, gives it to Chubb, takes it left, takes it outside, got the corner, 10, 5, cut back, touchdown! He's got a hat trick! Take off your hat and throw it out there for Nick Chubb! What a luxury to have Kareem Hunt wear down this defense. Here you're going to get Nick Chubb, and he said, Zagura, stop talking about field goals. I'm getting my third touchdown. I think um, Kareem, he brings a lot of energy to the team, a lot of um, intensity, and I feed off of that. Um, when Kareem's in, he's running the ball hard. It, it gets me going, so I, mean, I enjoy playing with him. Oh, yeah, I most definitely feel the same. You know, seeing you know Chubb start off the game real strong and stuff, I can't wait to get out there and, you know, give him a break and, you know, bring the same intensity and, you know, physicality. Second down at inches, gives it to Chubb, runs near side right. He's got the first down, 40, 35, he's 30, 25, cut to the middle, 20, 15, 10, 5, he's gone! Touchdown, Nick Chubb! Brissett turns, gives it to Hunt. He drives left side, driving, going in. Touchdown, Kareem Hunt. They give the ball to Chubb. He's driving for the goal line. He is. He's in. He's in. Touchdown, Nick Chubb. And the Browns are winners. Chubb the running back. They give it to Chubb. He runs to the right, turns the corner. He leaps over a tackler. 40, 35, 34, down to the 33 and a half yard line and a first down, 13 yards. We're just lucky to get to watch Nick Chubb in his prime every single week. He does something spectacular. That was no exception. It's bittersweet, you know, um, individually, you know, something I'm proud of for sure. Had a lot of help with the O-line and uh, guys blocking for me. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm about winning. And uh, it's tough to be proud of for sure from from this season. All right, your Cleveland Browns daily off-season position breakdown centers on the running back position on the roster. Nick Chubb, who's an unrestricted free agent in 2025, last season, 15-25 rushing yards. That was a career high. He was third in the National Football League. He joined Jim Brown as the only Browns player to reach 1,500 yards. He had 12 rushing touchdowns, tied for his career high, tied for fifth amongst running backs of their 240 yards receiving and a receiving touchdown. Jerome Ford remains on the roster. Didn't see much of him. What we did see, we liked Demetric Felton on the roster as well. The free agent pool is the other part of this equation. It is Kareem Hunt, who is an unrestricted free agent after 468 yards and three touchdowns, another 210 receiving and a receiving touchdown. And Dearness Johnson, who, when he plays, is really, really good. He just hasn't played much because, quite frankly, this room has been stacked. Uh, in terms of reserve and future, John Kelly Jr., Nate McCrary on there as well. But this is a conversation that will mostly settle around Kareem Hunt, Dearness, and who's back and who is not. Uh, in terms of this room this year, Nick Chubb did – I mean, I, I want to say I picked Nick Chubb for Offensive Player of the Year to start the year. You did. Yeah. And so he was he was on pace for some of that type of accolades had we won more. But I don't know that – to me, when I think of this room, I just think of – stunning what happened with Kareem this year that there wasn't that type of production that we thought yeah on the season you know Nick Chubb we mentioned the 1525 rushing 12 touchdowns 239 receiving one touchdown nine yards a catch uh he averaged over five yards carry first player ever to go ahead and and average more than five yards a carry in each of his first five seasons regardless of position in NFL history 1764 yards from scrimmage 13 touchdowns Kareem Hunt this year, 468 yards rushing, three touchdowns, didn't score since early in the season, um, 
Averaged just 3.8 yards a carry. He had 35 catches, 210 yards, just 6 yards a catch. He averaged just 4 touch, 678 scrimmage yards, 4 touchdowns. And for Kareem, you know, this was a a, a real kind of fall off. And, and considering that he played the full season. You know, the last time he played a full season for the Browns was 2020. And in that season, he gave you 1,145 yards, 11 touchdowns, 4.2 yards a carry, 8 yards a catch. It was a career low in yards per carry it was a career low in yards per catch and you think about last year you know prior to his injuries 4.9 yards a carry eight yards a catch just a significant significant drop off uh from kareem hunt and, and you know you think about now i think a lot of people thought kareem hunt after this year'd go and he'd be the starter somewhere and we don't know you know he's 27 right now he'll turn 28 prior to the start of the next season and you just wonder, his physical style, does that take a toll on him? Uh, I've loved having Kareem here. I loved what he brought to the team. I thought last year, in many ways, he was part, really part of the heart and soul of the offense. Uh, this year, though, he was not at the same level as he had been in years past. I'll be curious to see what he is able to secure as a free agent, but it feels at this point unlikely that he would be back with the Cleveland Browns. Jarnis Johnson, two years ago when you needed him, gave you five yards of carry. No, go ahead. Real quick on Kareem. Yep. Like, he started the season in a way that felt commiserate with what the expectation was, right? Yep. I mean, first first five games from a, from a touches standpoint on the ground, it's 11, it's 13, it's 12, it's 10, it's 11, it's 46, 58, 47, 49, 47. Um, it's tough yards. There's four, two, three, two, three out of the backfield. Like, it's kind of – I thought that would be the season. That every once in a while, I'll give you 120 total yards, um, but that it would be a consistently 75 total yards between 60 and 80 total yards a game was what you thought was in play, and it just fell off. Both bigly, your, it's stunning. To your point, week one, 70 total yards, two touchdowns. Week two, 74 total yards. Week three, 61 total yards. Week four, uh, 68 total yards. Week five. 57 total yards and a touchdown. Tough game against New England for all, everybody, 12 total yards. Baltimore, week seven, five carries for four yards, a touchdown, one catch for four yards. So eight total yards and a touchdown. He would not score again after week seven in Baltimore. Yeah. Cincinnati, 72 total yards. That's week eight. The Browns have their bye. Post-bye, Kareem Hunt, 19 total yards, 54 total yards, 21 total yards, 74 total yards against Houston. 12 total yards, 27 total yards, 22 total yards, negative one total yards against Washington, eight, 28 total yards against the Steelers. And it just, it, it wasn't, it, it, he didn't look the same that he was. Perhaps he was battling something that we don't know about. I, I have not heard that. Um, but yeah, it was, Kareem Hunt didn't produce the way that you would have expected. And in it's, I'm curious to see if, you know, he gets a shot to be a featured back again. And maybe this was, you know, keep some of the tread on the tires this season for him. Uh, but brought so much to this organization in his time here. I really felt that way, uh, both in the locker room and on the field. And so uh, I, I think it's probably time for him to move on. And Jerome Ford will ascend to be your backup running back behind Nick Chubb. You got John Kelly Jr. and Nate McCrary here on reserve future deals. Uh, Dearness Johnson, again, two years ago when you needed him, 5.3 yards a carry, 100 carries over 500 yards. The two games he started, I'll never forget, he was the FedEx ground player of the week against Denver, yeah. over 140 yards on that Thursday night the Browns had to have, and he delivered, carried them to victory literally on his back. Great player, great guy, plus special teamer. 
is there a role for him here? Probably, but my guess is he's going to seek, you know, greener pastures somewhere else because it, it feels like Jerome Ford is is the future. Uh, I think when I look at this roster, I think Nick Chubb will be back. I think that Jerome Ford will be back. Um, Demetric Feltz listed as a running back. He's not a running back, and, and I don't know necessarily what the future holds for him here. Right, right. But I think that you could see them look to add maybe like a scat back type, somebody that could play some third a downs. Weapons. Somebody who can just catch the ball out of the backfield and be a little yeah. bit of a weapon for you, can block and do that. Because Ford, Ford showed he could catch in the preseason, and maybe he'll get more of those opportunities this year. But you need a third guy and maybe somebody who's a little bit different in terms of their skill set than what we have. We have so many guys who are the same. Like a Naeem Hines would be a nice add, I think, to to yeah. our team. So that's what that's what you're looking at, I think, in this running back room going forward. Yeah, it does it does seem like that. And it's amazing. like Dearness Johnson had four carries uh last year on, on the, the season, season, which is wild, uh considering the production he had uh the year before. Uh Gibby wants to know, give me one word to describe the Browns running back room this past season. Chubb. Funny, I was to say the same thing. Chubb. Chubb. That's it. That's the word. Uh, what does the importance of the run game change with Deshaun Watson on the field for the entire season? Does it change? Yeah, for sure. It's different. It's going to be mostly out of the gun, I would think. And you're going to be standing next to Deshaun. It's going to be catching passes. It's going to be blocking out of the gun. I mean, that's where Watson's is most comfortable. I know he wanted to come here and play in an offense under center, and he's comfortable doing that, and he's proven to be good at it. But at, at our best with Deshaun Watson, it's going to be out of the gun. Folks, we should not be a 47%, 50% run team, and I know people still want to run it more and more and more and more. We should be a 40% run team, and we should throw the ball a lot. Deshaun Watson's going to get involved. You saw the lighter boxes for Nick Chubb as the season went on and how he was able to take advantage of that uh, and do some of those things. You know, you look at our last two games with Deshaun Watson. I even look at the last look at the last four games with Deshaun Watson. 21 for 99, 24 for 92. That was on that snow day. 14 for 104, 7.4 yards a carry, 12 for 77, six and a half yards a carry against the Steelers, which is very, very good for yeah. Nick Chubb. In those last two games, 116 total yards, and then he followed that up with in the following one with 122 total yards. That's what you're going to see. Nick Chubb in the 15 to, to 17 to 20 carry range. Obviously, when you have wins, you're going to run it a little bit more, but I think the sledding is going to be easier for Nick Chubb with with Deshaun Watson, and we're going to throw the ball more, and we're going to be a more effective, more explosive offense. Is there a place for Dearness Johnson on the roster in 2023? There's always a place for guys like Dearness Johnson because he can help you not only you know as a running back, as a pass catcher, but also he can help you as a specialist. The question is going to be the salary and, and what opportunities are available to him on the open market. Because I hope he gets a shot. I hope like, he does be too. a dude because I think he can be. One. I'd love to see him in in uh, Miami. I think that would be a great spot for him. I think that he could fit in that offense very seamlessly, you know, make a nice one-two punch with either Mostert or Jeff Wilson if they don't keep both of those 49er guys there. Uh, he's somebody who could go, I think, to the Jets and be a great kind of compliment to Brees Hall because similar if, if, you know, they bring somebody in who runs a similar style offense there. Um, I, I like Dearness. I like Dearness a lot, and his story is awesome, um, and, and I'd like to see him have some success and get an opportunity. Because when he needed to be the guy for the Browns, he showed he absolutely could be the guy. And so you would love to see him be able to to get that chance. It feels I, To me, it feels like Kareem could end up in a lot of places. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up back in Kansas City. I know they like Pacheco, but like... And McKinnon. Yeah, I don't I know. I mean, if he could end up back there. Or Buffalo. I know Buffalo was interested at the deadline. Right. 
Or, questions does he that you know does he have the juice that he once had and, and that's obviously what he's going to say that he's out to prove yeah buffalo would be a nice spot because you got james cook who i think is going to be good they just need to give somebody a chance to like get into a rhythm of a game and that's what they never do nobody ever gets a well they don't run it no, no. they yeah. it's like four carries and then it's we're going to sling it the next 15 times right um, we went over what Dimitri Felton is and what he is not. Um, in the event that Hunt and Johnson both leaves their place for John Kelly on the active roster. No, look, uh, you hit it. I mean, this astutely to the surprise of no one. Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford, and then you need you need a weapon. Yeah, third guy's got to be a weapon. A pass catcher. Five to ten play. Five to ten plays a game. Where's he coming from? Who's this? Yeah, that's what you need. And you can get those guys in the draft. Pacheco is a sixth round pick. Right. Like you can find those guys. But I think so, you, yeah. But I think you need somebody. It'd be if it could tie in in the return game, then that's a win. But you need to have a little bit of a weapon that you can bring in from time to time. Yeah, no. I like that scat back. Yeah, it's got Dave Megat. Yeah, Dave. I think it's got to be somebody that can catch the ball out of the backfield and help you a little bit on third downs. So that's what I think you're looking for. That could come in the draft. Or that could come with a cheap veteran because there are guys that have done this at a high level for a long time in this league. Yeah. But that's that's really where we're at. I mean, this is going to be a very good room again because it's led by Nick Chubb. Yeah. I think Jerome Ford's going to bring an explosive element as the number two that, while Kareem was very, very good and, and powerful, we didn't really have another explosive compliment. And then yeah. and Ford can become that guy. I mean, I liked what he was doing in the preseason catching the football. So full off season for him, full season hopefully. And then, yeah, I think if you can pull somebody in that is that is good out of the backfield, like look at what Jarek McKinnon's done for the Chiefs. That wasn't expensive, and, and he's been fantastic. Just find one of those veterans. You can't have – I mean, if you just think of positionally what we had. Look at this. Outside of Nick Chubb, the amount of really talented players in this room and the production that was garnered from it, it didn't add up. Yeah. So you can't have this much talent in rosters that's taking up roster spots that isn't delivering on the field production. Yeah. And we were just a little unbalanced. Yeah. You know, in this room a year ago. Yes. And I think that ultimately, like, you want Nick Chubb to be that guy. He is so good. I have no problem with him taking the lion's share of the work. Yeah, but yeah. you can't have this many resources allocated to a room that is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb can do it. He doesn't Agreed. need all this yes, in the room. Yes, it's out of whack. Right, which is why it's yeah. nice to have, I think, a, a, a you know second-year guy on a rookie contract, Ford, and that you could then bring in – a veteran who'd be playing at the league minimum or about at it near it, who's just a catch passes, or you draft somebody who can do that. Yeah. I just think draft we'll get to the wide receiver room, but the biggest question is you have major needs at defensive tackle and the need for somebody to take the top off of the defense. And I think if you were to talk to every player and coach on this off and say, what is the one thing we must have to get to the next level next year? That is what they would say. We need somebody to create space and force a defense to respect them vertically. And then this offense has a chance to be very, very, very special. Yeah, that's the minimum requirement. Second hour coming up next. We start off with Around the NFL. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. 
Second hour of the program here on a first Friday edition. How are the roads? I mean, we have been we've been in here for an hour and a half. I don't know. I, I just saw for art. Uh, my daughter her get... theater practice canceled, so yeah, there's no post school activities. I mean, it's not good. No, I was getting so pelted slush, by freezing rain. Yeah, the the snow slush snow trifecta. Yeah, doesn't feel like it's good. Now rain starting in eight. Oh my god, it's going to be brutal here for the next. The commute's going to be awful. Like the commute home is going to be just dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. Give yourself time, folks out there. Yeah. Give yourself a little bit of time. Uh, I also think this is my public service announcement. If you're not comfortable driving in these conditions, just don't do it. You don't want to be out there going yeah. like 12 miles an hour on the freeway. That's no, that doesn't help. Nobody either. wins. Nobody's there. winning from that. Yeah. So just, just let's put that out there. My way here, there's some people that clearly were not comfortable on the road. Just don't be on the road. It's fine. It's fine. It's solutions. People be understanding. And yeah. if you are a boss, be understanding. Yeah. Be cool. Of it all. Be cool. That's right. Um, two weeks into the head coaching searches, no hires. Why do you think that is? So says Gibbe. Uh, I think it's probably because of the strange way that this coaching searches play out. Like Demeco Ryan's is a hot name, and there are some teams that probably want to know what he's doing. He canceled two of their inter- two of the interviews. He'll interview again in a few weeks, and maybe he's a top candidate on some teams' list. The Sean Payton domino has not fallen. Nor do I think it will. You think he's sitting the year out? I think he's I'll sitting see down. down. I'll see, I'll see on, on down, down the road because I, I mean, Denver's the only logical place for him. There's no place else that would that I would think would make sense. As as we project correctly projected here, the Chargers weren't going to pay, pay Brandon Staley not to coach. Yep, they didn't. So he's he's going to be back there. There's nothing else that's appealing that's out there. Um, and Denver. every year he waits, the compensation for him will be less from New Orleans. Yes, right. Yep. So sit it out another year. What's his hurry? If you're him, I guess Denver's the appealing one. If you believe in Russell Wilson. That's Correct. it, though. The rest of them are pretty – there's not a great gig out there, man. There's no. Not like, the, like the Jaguars gig last year was a great gig because you're going to get – you believed in Lawrence. Like, that many people weren't going to be wrong about Trevor Lawrence. Now, you didn't know how much he was ruined by Urban. But, Correct. But you knew that – you knew that he was – that the, the pound of clay was good. Great clay. Right? What a ball. So, so this year, I don't know what – what's the best gig? I mean, it does feel like an indie. You would feel like you could win because of that division, right? Like that's well. With the the thing there is, you better like the quarterbacks in this draft. So because the Texans blew, you blew it, boy, in the finale, Indy and Dane projected this very easily can give up the four this year, next year's one and a two to go up from four to one to get the quarterback they want. Then get Bryce Young. Yeah, and that's something I think the Bears are doing a second. You get the Colts number one next year. You get the fourth pick overall. You're not picking a quarterback anyway. Or they go the other way and pick quarterback and trade fields. But either way, that that Colts position is going to be a nice spot because yeah. either they're picking it four, they're staying there, and they'll probably end up with C.J. Stroud because it feels like Levis is going to Houston. It reminds me a lot of the Zach Wilson stuff that like people are just in love with Levis because of arm talent. Okay. So if it goes young, Levis, defensive player, then at four you're sitting there in Indy and you can take C.J. Stroud. And give up nothing. Yeah, this is going to be a quick spoiler because I know we're going to get into Mel Kuyper's mock and later on in the program. But this reasoning, so he has the Bears staying at one and taking Jalen Carter, the defense tackle from Georgia. 
He has the Texans taking C.J. Stroud, too. Here's what he says. Houston just fired Levy Smith. Franchise clear offseason priorities to upgrade the quarterback position. Now, a lot of people are saying that's where Derek Carr ends up in Houston. Is Houston? Yeah. Hmm. That, I would, that would not make much sense to me if I were them. So ESPN like said the three guys. quarterback moves, the big moves, Brady to the Raiders, Derek Carr to the Texans, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. So the only problem with executives the, predicted where these quarterbacks would end up. That's what they came up with. I saw Fowler's thing, a piece on that. The only thing I that I think it would be odd is Brady would be a, his kids. He's got three young kids. The one lives in New York. The other, I'm, I assume Giselle is somewhere in Florida, Miami or something. Like, is he going to be across the country from his kids? So that you They're think that young. also would speak to to returning to the Bay Area? Yeah, I do. I think that's probably a – but I don't even know if Kyle would – Would want him. As crazy as that sounds, but he will be 46 years of age, and right. you've got at some point it's done, and you've got – you've invested a lot in Lance, and Purdy has shown you plenty. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's always my pushback on him coming west is, I don't know, like you're going to be away from young kids yeah. for a whole year? Yeah. So this was C.J. Stroud, Texans, mentioned they fired Lovey Smith. He closes his thing out with, I have Stroud just barely in italics behind Will Levis and Bryce Young in my ranking. So he has Stroud third. He has Young Levis first, it sounds like, Young he second. Loved, he's loved Levis for the whole year. It's kind of, remember when he fell in love with Jimmy Clausen oh, yeah. that one year? Yeah. A lot like that. Better for pickles. Then he goes, but Stroud gets the nod here because of how he would fit. How can you even assess a fit when you don't even know who the head coach is? You, you don't, don't even coaches, know the play caller roster. Right. Who are, who's he throwing to? Who's protecting him? What system are they running? Most especially. Right. How could you project? How could you fit? say that he gets the nod here because of how he would fit when we it's have no nonsense. idea what that even means? Yeah, that seems impossible to me. It just seems like a weird way to say it. I agree. Especially yeah. when you're saying I think he's the third best quarterback, but because of this, the fit. He's going to be the first quarterback taken, but then you don't know what the fit is because you don't know what scheme they're running. Correct. Here's my other thing on the head coaching search thing and why there's no hires. The trees have been picked. The Shanahan tree has been picked. We're waiting on Ryan's, but all the rest of his assistants yeah. have been hired somewhere else. McDaniel, LaFleur's, like all those guys, Sala, they're all out. Same thing with McVay. His his tree there's no fruit on it man yeah so it's like if if you're if those guys apprentices they don't have apprentices ready to be hired the guys who the retread guys are out there Peyton's out there but then he's going to be choosy and he comes at an incredible cost not only in salary but also in Picks. the give back yep. that you got to get to sign him yep and if you are a team that's rebuilding like Houston or something like that you can't give away first round picks for anybody doesn't matter who your coach is. You Correct. have to have those assets. So, to me, and I would do the same thing if I was Denver. Like Sean Payton's not worth that. I agree. You've already given your one to Seattle. For us, like you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. So to me, I think that's the other thing. There aren't that many good candidates. Like, I'm sorry, but Dan Quinn's a really nice defensive coordinator, but I don't know that he was an excellent head coach. Agreed. And yet he's constantly talked about and bandied about. I just don't think that there are that many great candidates this year. How about this? The Panthers have interviewed interim coach Steve Wilkes for a second time. Like, he coached your team. What more for do you eight, need to know? More than eight games. And did pretty well. Yeah. So, like, nice guy. 
Do you need to interview him more to understand? Like, I don't know. You know what he is. You know him. He was in your building. Frank Reich, that's an interesting retread guy who got done kind of dirty in Indianapolis. Yeah, and he would be in the same situation. Like, I, he could be somebody, you know, are the Panthers getting a quarterback? Yeah. What happens there? Yeah. Um, Jeff Saturday scheduled to have his second interview for the Colts job? Why? What? Same Maybe thing. He, he coached. What? You know what he is. Yeah. And not great. You know what he is. By the Come way, on. the Minnesota Vikings interviewing Mike Pettin, former Packers defensive coordinator and current assistant head coach for their vacant D.C. job, source said. Brian Flores, Sears. Steelers senior defensive assistant and linebacker coach has his Minnesota interview tomorrow, according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, the tie there is Kevin O'Connell was the quarterback coach on Mike Pettin's staff. Here? Yeah, here. I'll be dang. I didn't realize O'Connell was yeah. here, too. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that I have that the timing of that right. But I So O'Connell he was, was here I think, with? I think he was a quarterback coach under So we had, uh, we, had we had Kyle, Mike McDaniel, O'Connell. They were all here on that Pettin staff? I'm going to confirm that. 2015. So he was on Pettin staff, so then he came in the year after Kyle left. Kyle left after 14. So John Filippo would have been our offensive coordinator, and Kevin, so he came in the year after. Okay. But they were all here in a two-year window under Mike Pettin. Yeah. Yeah. Pett hired some good offensive minds, man. Yeah, that was his first uh, his first job. That's a pretty good job out of him. A guy who was a high school coach like 10 years previously and then worked his way up to the point of being a head coach of an NFL team, and then he hired those smart offensive minds. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He seemed very likable. Pett was great. Yeah. Like, he could come in here and he could have hung out with us like the great Cole. Yeah, yeah. And you would have enjoyed thoroughly hanging good out time. with him. Yeah. Great time. Similar interests to the great Cole or to us? To us, yes, yeah, yep. yeah, very, um, much so. very much so. <laughs> Bills general manager Brandon Bean has uh, no issue with the Stephon Diggs frustrations after the loss, saying, "quote He wants to win and he wears his emotions on his sleeve, but that's what makes him really, really good." Bean did take a shot at the Bengals, saying, "I don't want to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase." The irony, of course, here is he didn't have to; he could have just drafted Justin Jefferson because that's yeah. the pick that became Stephon Diggs and. And, folks, that's not a shot at Jamar Chase. Not at all. It's In fact, it's the opposite. It's inverted. He's saying that to get a player of his talent, you need to be picking at the top of the draft. Yep. And I don't want to be picking at the top of the draft. And the irony of it is, is you don't, because Justin Jefferson is of similar talent. Some would argue equal talent. People, Some people like Jefferson more than Chase. And they could have just picked him. Yeah. Because they traded that pick to get Stephon Diggs. Aaron Rodgers was on McAfee. Man, these are unbelievable. So he was on McAfee. Yes, it's Dude. almost like an SNL skit. Um, he's open to the possibility of reworking. And a McAfee kind of gives him a like. He needs oh, yeah. him a little bit, which I enjoy. Yeah, he, McAfee's great. Um, yes. He uh, said, "Quote: There would have to be some adjustments for sure. I've I've got to figure out what I want to do, and then we'll see where all the parties are and what kind of transpires after that." The Packers will report he explore the idea of trading Rodgers exclusively to the AFC. Enough. Enough with it. Why would he want that? Could you imagine if Rodgers and Brady both joined the AFC this year? So you would have yeah. Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russ, Rodgers, Brady, Trevor Lawrence. Too much. That's 10. Yeah, you can't do that. And I, I probably left I, somebody out. Yeah, this is what I always, what I always come back to with Rodgers is like, where is his, his circumstance better than it currently is in Green Bay? Mr. Zagura. Nowhere. Yeah. I just Watson came along as the season went along. They can add to that room. Their defense is good. That 
where's it better? That division is trending in the negative. Detroit's ascending, but the Bears aren't ready, and it feels like the, the Vikings' window was come and gone. Like, that'll be tough for them to come back from that last year. They were one of the worst 13-win teams ever in terms of their point differential. So you're right there. Where are you going to go that's better and a right. chance to win? Right. It's just not. It's not there. Um, but for him, I think it's like, you know, what makes the dude tick? What's his That's why? the question. You, you What's his know. why? Well, and you obviously got some criticism from Gronk because he said, I still believe I can win an MVP in this league. Gronk's like, why are you talking about saying I still believe we can win a Super Bowl? How about, um, did you see the Fox Sunday set? This week? Yeah. You mean where they were just staying on concrete? Yeah, and they had seven of them. A hundred? Yeah. It was absurd. They were all up there. Gronk was up there, and then they took him away. He was up there beginning, and then they took him away. Then they didn't even have him set up to, like, give a pick. You skip me? Yeah. And Everybody goes, else had a graphic, which here's a little hint for people that, that don't know the TV business. They weren't planning on having Gronk pick. And he's like, Niners minus nine. And by the way, he was, he was closest. He was the closest. Yeah. <laughs> but they were not prepared to have him pick. Otherwise, they would have a graphic. What was he built. there for? I have no Just clue. to tell Sean Payton, you're welcome for the shoes? I have no idea. I don't know why he was there. Those look like some Cole Hans, by the way. No. Um, Are they his brand? He has a brand that he does. Wolf versus – it's something in Wolf. So that looks like Cole Hans because it has the white bottoms. That, yeah. They looked a lot like him. I feel like Cole Hans was the first to do that, right? No the doubt. white bottoms on the dress yeah. shoe? Yeah. yeah. That feels like it was it. So they – but, yeah. So I guess he was there. He must have been there for that. But those shows, there's so many people on them, it's hard to wrap your head around it. Of, like, random things that I would love to endorse, Cole Hahn would be high on the list. Like an out-of-nowhere thing. Obviously, I'd, I'd like to endorse, like, Taylor Made and Mizuno Golf Clubs, Titles Golf Balls, things like that. would be really, really fun. But just, like, of a random kind of thing that I enjoy, like Lululemon pants yeah. and Cole Hahn shoes, love to endorse them both. You heard it. You heard it, people. Whoa. Oh, baby. It's like when I was at the Super Bowl and the lights went out. Easy. <laughs> it's all in play. All in play here on a first Friday, kids. You just got to get to the end. Uh, we will rank the head coach openings that are available. They all are right now. We'll get to that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Casey Leach, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey it's me, it's Frank, Frank Severo. Frank Severo. You may know me from uh, Goodfellas, <laughs> The Godfather. But of course, <laughs> you could. He's always going to a pub. Yeah, going to this. Oh, yeah. He's going to these little haunts in Good Jersey. Sauce. He has uh, right now. He's got a, what's he up to? A clip, copy of the uh, the Los Angeles Times okay. from March twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Los Angeles Times had it from their food section, Real Cooks, the king of red sauce. Frank Zavero's a real Dems and Doe's kind of guy. Come on. And his food, like his accent, is definitive Brooklyn Italian. Oh, my him, gosh. The king of red sauce. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a nice title. That is. Oh, You make hey. a nice red sauce. I, boy, do I. Do you prefer a bolognese or a red? I think what I've created is a little bit like – Hybrid? I, yeah, my bolognese is a little more of a red than a traditional bolognese, which is literally just kind of like clumps of meat and orange 
on yeah, the tradi- pasta. The, the I like bolognese to have a little is, bit of a sauce with it. Yeah, that's the the carrots and the onions and the uh, celery and sure. then the then the meat and then all of, then the tomato paste and you build it. Yeah, but not a lot of right. I I use some crushed you know San Marzanos. Yeah, yeah, I like it that way with the I I just I guess what I like is I like a red sauce with meat. That's what I do. That's what I like. That's what I do. Yeah, I've had yours. It's delicious. It's, it's a delight. I, 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 I'll tell you what, this lamb stew, this lamb stew, it's so good. It gets better with every day that goes by, every bite. Yeah. It's unreal. I did. I've, I've done several of uh, you and Miss. We did the beef soup. Yeah. Uh, we've done lasagna the. Lasagna soup. I did the lasagna soup, which is a delight. Sure. A hearty delight. Oh, yeah. That's it's, a hearty. The lasagna soup? Yeah. It's that health food. No, but, but it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. Very, get very those good. Little pearls in there, and you get, get those them. guys humming. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. I like how you, Miss K, the, the directions were to like ladle them in with each yeah, ladle. That's right. You put them, fold them in a little fold bit. Fold them yeah, in. Sure. Yeah, she. Had I'm doing for uh, so, in six days it will be the official Nana's birthday. Yep. And I got a Traeger for nice. Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So this will be my, the first smoke. Oh, I like so I'm going to do a, a tenderloin for her birthday on there because that's easy. What I found is, and I, you know, the sous vide is similar, but lower, a little bit lower maintenance, it feels like. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff you want to smoke something like, you got to buckle in. It is a long time, and it involves, like, at some point, like getting it and wrapping it in foil and, like, multiple iterations. And then yeah. with the briskets, they want you to cool it in, like, a cooler that is airtight. Yeah. For like two hours, then you get to eat it. Like, you know what I was really excited about? Like what? I just want to like get some smoke flavor up in there. I landed um, over the holiday season. Uh, oh, jeez, drywall. What do they put? It's, what? It's what? drywall. I don't know what they're doing with it. But, but it that, looks that like that looks room like is like coming out further, right? It looks like it's coming out like six feet. Like that hallway is going to be, be much very more narrow. narrow it's going to be than currently. It's going to be toy. Yeah. So that room is going going to ex- looks like it's going to come out quite a bit. Yeah, um, I got some of those black gloves that they use in the barbecue pitmaster guys. What a game changer that was! So are those like the ones that are kind of like like rubber gloves? Yeah, but they're able specifically to... for cooking, so that yeah. you can just grab hot meat and and yeah. get to work. So like when I did, I love doing a a, a full uh, roasted chicken. Oh baby, I love it. And uh, and so we I do that, but I'm always like as I'm cutting it it burns you know and i've I've tried other things i'm like i gotta i see these guys with these black gloves i'm like this feels like these are the answers these the the disposable latex free pack powder free heavy the black gloves. it's a black cooking glove yeah game changer if you if you're cooking anything with the meats that are hot you're going to do some work or if you're going to do like a brisket or you want to so does it have underneath does it have like a little like 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 this does it look more like this guy yeah, like that guy. So it's got the liner to keep so you, the heat doesn't affect you. It's not just a, a thin black glove on no, your it's hand. A thi- no, no, it's a thin black glove. Um, no, I don't think it's got a liner. But they 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 don't your hands don't get burnt. I used it for I brought some down when he did the turkey. Okay. Even for that, it was perfect. Okay. Sliced it right up. Off you go. So you're saying just more like a straight up. Yeah, a cooking latex cooking glove. Huh. It's really all you need. But for handling the meats, game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, you know I like Zorro, and black gloves makes me feel like I'm Zorro at any point. Am I going to run into any Zorro down at Disney? They do anything with Zorro down there? I don't believe so. Sad. I don't think you will. No. Hate to see it. Black 
I don't know. I'm going to have to try to figure out which one of these is for cooking. Gibby wants us to rank the head coach openings that are available. We just did. Well, we got to do it again. Okay. Do we do it one to one to bottom? Sure. Who's open? Houston. Indy. Carolina. Denver. Denver. Who am I missing? Indy. Carolina. Houston, Indy. Nobody in the West other than Denver. NFC, nobody in the NFC East. NFC North, nothing. NFC South, just Carolina. Yeah. NFC West, no Arizona. Way. Oh, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think Denver's the best job. Great organization, unlimited funds, uh, big, 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 wealthy franchise, huge fan base. Win there. They love you forever, and you you have to think, it, it's despite as awkward as Russell Wilson can be, there is history that you can win a lot with him. And so put him in the right position to succeed, and I would have the confidence that I'd be able to do that. I would have the Denver job number one. Same. Number two, I'm. you're always intrigued about building it once the right way, your way. Like if Houston were picking number one overall, yeah. I'd feel different about Houston. And I think candidates would feel different about Houston, even though there's it's kind of crazy ownership and all of that. Agreed. Like, but they're not. They're picking two. So Correct. they don't even control their own destiny in the draft. No. So you're going to have to deal with that. Uh, Indy, that's a full day from an ownership standpoint. Carolina controls none of its own destiny and can't get quarterback right, but the <laughs> owner feels like he will do anything to do it. And in Arizona, you're dealing with Kyler, which is a full day. So, I would probably put Indy, too. I've switched my list around three times. I had Indy three, but I don't know how many what their money cap situation. I know Houston's in a great situation in terms of cap, in terms of yeah. picks, in terms of all of that. you got to rebrand that thing, too. Well, we're going to get the, we're gonna be the Houston Oilers. Yeah. Uh, I went Arizona, too, because I would you love. <laughs> you want Cliff's pad? You're going to get great money. You're going to live in heaven. Yeah. And people there, like, don't care that much. It's true. So I'm out playing golf. They'll be like, cool. Have some time. Like, coach, let's get some tacos. Sure. If you factor it that it's us, like you and I, taking the head coaching job. It is us. If it's us taking the head coaching job, then Arizona's won. Arizona's won. So what do I care? Well, Denver's not a bad you, place to live. No, either, Denver's great. No, yeah. no, no. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you – yeah, those are the one, too. If you're, if you're bounced, what? I'm hit by a laser beam. I was almost blinded. Oh my God! There is a laser out there. A green laser beam. Green Jedi my, laser. It's in my eye. Oh my God! Oh my God! And this the thing is like magnifying it. Our double walls. Our double yeah, glass. Don't look directly at what it. What am I supposed to do? Don't look directly at it. Look away. Look away. It's right on you. Yeah, Arizona's too. Arizona. What do too. I care? Yeah. King, Kingsbury got fired. What he care? He's with the model. He's he said, "I'm going to Thailand." One way. One way ticket, ticket to, Thailand. to Thailand. Awesome. Is yeah. that where you? That that that's a surprising location. Where would I go as the one-way ticket? Like, if you want to disappear off the grid, Thailand is—I don't—is Thailand the spot? I mean, he said Phuket. <laughs> I would probably just do the world. So I would just start, and I would go Brazil, see what I art or little Argentina maybe. What then kind of I'd, trouble you get into down there? And I'd pop across to Europe, Italy, Croatia. 
France. Or you'd go to White Lotus. Bordeaux. You'd go straight there yeah, to straight Sicily. To Sicily, sure. And then maybe I'd make my way, you know, down. Uh, I'd, like, I'd love to go to South Africa. I've never been to Joburg. Would be great. Mm-hmm. Do that. Um, and then, you know, hop on over to Australia. How about Zealand. just one, though? What would be the one where you would go to just. I'd have a one way ticket. I'd do, I get to do it. But one. like his, he went, he was going to Thailand. You go one country. Disappear, unwind, chill. I do feel like it's fair if I'm going to Italy that I can hit up Italy and France. I feel like that's fair. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. That's what I would do. Yeah. Italy, France, Croatia. Yeah. Well, you had a third country. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm like a small boat Mediterranean ride. is what you're I could hoping. Go on you a... want to go – you'd go Mediterranean. Yeah, I, want to, I could go on a boat. So I won't limit you to a country just so much as a region. Yeah, fine. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So Mediterranean. Like if I can get on a boat one night in Croatia and wake up the next morning in – uh, yeah. Venice. I mean, like that's that's a win. That's a win. It's a win, dog. Yeah, that's probably what I'd do. Thailand would be down my list. There's one thing places. that I would like to do though. That's on What's my that? bucket list. If we're talking like let's, we're just going and getting crazy, like I want to go on the Amazon River. I mean, that's a hell of a risk, brother. I think anything's in play there. You've seen Anaconda. I know that doesn't end well. No, but I've also seen the Emerald Forest. Beautiful film. True. I got Arizona second. I got I like Houston third from assets. Houston. I got Carolina. I like that you changed it into what we would do. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina fourth. Then I'm talking, now you're talking quality of life. That's things right. that interest me. And then Indy, you know, Jim Irsay. Sounds like a little bit of a wild card. A little bit of a wild card. Not crazy about Indy. Not, no. It's I enjoy fine. it for the combine, but that's yeah, not the, the permanent the residence. The ease of use is nice, Wonderful. but I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm yeah. not crazy about you know, spending my time there. Like, I'm I'm really selling myself to the Bidwells or to whoever's running Denver. Well, it's Walden Money. Lisa Rice. Yeah. That's who I'm trying. I'm saying yeah. that's where I'd like to be. Yeah. A little Rocky Mountain High or a little – I mean, it just – I think Arizona, like, if I got offered both jobs, even though I have Denver one, I might be like, eh. I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm living the best life in the place that I'd want to be. Set up – our our joints. You would have you, on you, the road to Tucson. Who do you think would be tougher to deal with, Kyler or Russ? I think it'd be Kyler by far. I think Russ would be. It'd be like, wow, that's in- what an interesting thing to say. But it doesn't feel like Russ to me doesn't feel like he would be like trying to take your legs out from under you. I think it's all in play with Kyler. As somebody who has played video games their yeah. entire life, I think I could at least like relate to him on that level. Like, be like, look, I get it. I like it too. But there's a time and a place for it, right. and we need to be focused on being great here. And I also think, though, that I think you have a better chance of being able to trade a Kyler Murray than you do a Russ. Like, I think I could trade Kyler Murray. I think there would be plenty of teams that would be interested in Kyler Murray. Are we putting a low ceiling? Is that what's going on? I just noticed that the – Let's look at our rendering. I mean, we have a, a seating area. I, is this beam gone? It feels like a kind of – it feels like kind of a, an important beam – that we have right out in front of us, which it's a rather large beam, I would say. Oh, it is. They are. Yeah, they're putting us. This, this is. It looks like a ceiling, and it looks like that giant beam is going to be reduced to like a string bean beam. Looks like it's gone. Well, there's still a beam. Oh, there it is. Do you think that's it? The white. Then we get some hanging uh, lamps. Yeah, that's where that is. Hmm. All right. Very good. All right. There's where you stand. So that Denver, Arizona. Houston, Carolina, Indy. Those are the gigs. Yeah. Denver. The and best Arizona. job from a football perspective, like take our selfishness out of it. I would say Denver. Selfishness in, are pragmatic Denver, nature. 
Denver, Indy two. Houston be, might be better than Indy. It would be very wise. good for. Neither have a quarterback. On a lot, in but Houston. you have a lot of like Indy's got pieces. It does, but they like, got re- decent receivers. Taylor's back. Decent offensive line. They've got some pieces. Um, Indy, Houston has no pieces. Like you got to hit. You better hit on these picks. I mean, Houston, you got Pierce, you got Cooks. If you if you got him a quarterback, he'd be interested in staying. Don't they have a great? Don't they have like Laramie Tunsil? They have like one tackle. Yeah. yeah. There's but there's no star. There's not a like budding star anywhere. Like you have Jonathan Taylor, Derek Stingley. Yeah. On defense, it's tough. Who's that? You, you got to hit. Who's that safety? Petrie. Like if you put a good quarterback on Indy, you win the South next year. Feels like. But it's hard to find a good one. But because Houston blew it, like to me, if Houston was picking one, that's such a that they just blew it as big as you can blow it. Picking unless, one is a game record for them. Unless, unless, and of course we've had this argument many times on Browns Daily in years past. But unless, like, they truly like both Young and Stroud, or Young Stroud and Levis, then it really doesn't matter if they well, really want your do. Pick, though, you way. would want your pick. But yeah, if they you felt control your own. If they felt very good about two of them, like really, yeah, there was no difference. We're trying to figure out who we like better. Or yeah. It's one of these two. Yeah. Then you say, okay, well, it's hardly worth that though to win a non. Should have lost game. that game. It's absurd. Yes, clearly, it's outrageous. It's as big of a, you just a terrible miss. Absolutely terrible. Uh, speaking of the mock drafts, uh, we've got a couple to go over. We will do that coming up next. List of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. So this is going to be interesting because we are obviously we don't have a first round pick, so yet. When, <laughs> well, well, what would be the road to getting one? I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, so when you do these mock drafts, and when we talk to Dane, as we'll talk to Dane, and when we go to the combine, and we talk to people we always talk to at the combine. In years past, we could say, "Hey, we know we're taking a left tackle, so let's talk about all the left tackles." Yeah, like. We know that we need a speed receiver, and we know that we need defensive tackle and defensive end help, defensive line help specifically. Yep. So those are the two things. But you, it's also a situation where I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. In the second round, if somebody slips that's not one of those two positions, I think that they would take it if the value forced the take. Correct. It's kind of like with JOK. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, well, we don't really need this, but this guy's better than this on our board, so let's take him. Right, I could see that so that's scenario. The thing and the second round that's tricky. The other part that's tricky is free agency is going to happen prior to the draft, which you could solve a portion of that. I got to tell you something; these guys are prolific. They're prolific. The other thing that's stunning to me is it appears that we will not be able to look out anymore. That is still that has play? to stay open. That's still a stairwell. Well, I understand, but it looks like they're putting a wall right there. Am I wrong, Walter? I'll be able to look out. You won't. Well, according to the rendering, I will and you won't. Also true. And I will have aged <laughs> significantly. significantly. No, it looks like there's a wall going there. 
Yeah, is that on the? Let's go. Let's consult our rendering. Cause well, the rendering's taken from the other. We can't see it. I don't know what's going on. Um, hmm. So anyway, so when we do these mocks, it's it's, it's going to be tricky. But everybody so, knows that. But people We're just having fun. Kids are having fun. So um, this is going to be my number one uh, most hit upon theory in this draft, and that is that Will Levis is Zach Wilson. He will be the Zach Wilson of this draft. There will be a consensus that he's going number two to Houston. There won't be much dialogue around it. Yep. That was always so strange. I remember even us talking about it the year of that draft with the, the Justin Fields draft going like, why is it not up for debate that Zach Wilson's the second best quarterback? It was like, it is known. It was known. Yeah. Well, that's when things will learn in a, in a few weeks, right? This is what Dane writes. So he's got Bryce Young on a trade for Chicago going one to Indy. Yep. Which is feels like an easy thing to get done and, and, and likely will. And it feels like it doesn't feel to me like the Bears will pick at number one. So, yes. No. And it's perfect for them because yeah. the Colts have the fourth pick, so they can still get one of the two best defensive players in this draft. Right. And they can pick up two ones. Or one. They pick up a one next year and a two this year, right? Because they have them getting – yeah, they got – it's for no, so it's a, a high second – so in the top of the second, the Bears would pick. Oh no, they gave their pick to Claypool. Claypool, didn't they? Ugh, God, that's awful. Did they give that one, or did they give their second one? I think they gave that one. What I an think awful they trade! Gave that one. I'm pretty sure they did. I was talking earlier today with somebody who played with Chase Claypool. Yeah, they did. No, they no, they still have it. No, no, no. Pittsburgh, 32nd overall. Oh, but they have 35 from Indy. Oh, which is in that's trade. in the trade. You Thank you. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so they, they could did. have picked 32nd. They could have picked first and 32nd. Yeah. In which case, if they would have done this indie pick trade, they would have picked fourth, thirty second, and thirty fifth. Yeah. And instead, they have Chase Claypool. And they have fifty three from Baltimore. Mm -mm. So they they would have they would have had three twos. Yeah. In the Roquan Smith deal. Yeah. Brutal. Um, but yeah, I think this deal happens. It makes all the sense in the world. So they, he's got Bryce Young going one. He's got Levis too. This is what he writes about Levis. Levis didn't have the, the senior season many expected with a new play caller and subpar supporting cast compared to previous year. Some evaluators will say those are excuses. Others see it more as explanation. Regardless, the traits, told you, physical and mental are impressive and will lead several NFL teams to believe is a QB1 in this class. So it's interesting. I like that he at least started with, obviously, the selection will be heavily influenced by the Texans' new hire at head coach, which is true. Um, yeah, and you're right. You sit there at the Bears. Bears get, in this trade scenario, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. Mel Kuyper's projection, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia. See? Just do the deal. Pick they up do the, the ones and get a two. And get, get a one the same guy. Get the same guy. Same guy. Yeah. So they'll do that. They'll Yep. They'll sort that out. That seems pretty straightforward. Um, Arizona, Will Anderson out of Alabama at number three, and then the Bears with Jalen Carter. Then he's got another trade. He's got the Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud, going fifth to Carolina on a trade for Seattle. So that would be 9.93 and a first to Seattle. So Seattle would have two first-round picks in this year's draft, two first-round picks in next year's draft in order to buttress that roster, and Carolina gets C.J. Stroud. Wouldn't Seattle want to – I mean, and do they think Geno's around for the – I mean, he's been looking for – He's not at spring chicken. No, he's early 30s. Yeah, well, yeah, that, which like that. is not old either, yeah. No. Uh, Detroit has the Rams pick. They pick six. Dane has them taking Christian Gonzalez, uh, corner out of uh, Oregon. Some other highlights here. Raiders taking Paris Johnson, the tackle out of Ohio State. Uh, how about in our division? Any, boy, Steelers, Devin Weatherspoon, 
corner out of Illinois. Said Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin is going to love Witherspoon. Doesn't have ideal size, six foot one eighty five, but he plays with a fiery demeanor, much more physical than you would think from that size. Um, Ravens Keeley Ringo, yep. the corner out of Georgia. That's who Marvin Harrison Jr. just abused. Yeah, says reminiscent of when the Ravens drafted Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, I mean he was Harrison smoked him. He sure did. And then Bengals, Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State. Third tight end off the board, 6'6", 254.45 speed. Impressive athlete adding a weapon like this to the Bengals' offense would create fireworks. No thanks. Boy, Chiefs 30th, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Why is he? He didn't play. Huh. So this year there are only 31 picks in the first round, right? Yeah, because the the Dolphins. Dolphins. Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Chiefs. Would be like Michael Thomas to the Saints when he was drafted to Breeze. In the second round. It would be like that. Um, That type of setup. So second round, it's got us, 42, taking Mazzy Smith, defensive tackle from Michigan. Do you know much about him? I don't. No? I'm familiar with his name, but it would be the best defensive tackle on the Browns roster, he says. Where does Mel have Jackson Smith? I believe he has him in the top ten. Which, had he played, he would have been the first receiver off the board. He's got Paris Johnson 11. He's got him 13 to the Jets. Oof. So the Jets would have Garrett Wilson, him, and Elijah Moore. Yeah. That feels like a lot. That's a lot of receivers there, man. Yeah. And they'd have to give up some of this if they were going to get Rodgers. Wouldn't you yeah. have to give up a one to get right. Rodgers? This year's one. See, here's some of the variation. Dane had Christian Gonzalez going six. Dane's got him going uh, 18th. I don't like this pick at all. 17 to the Steelers for Mel Kiefer, Joey Porter Jr. No, he's a dude. Son, of course. Yeah, he Joey is Porter. a dude at Penn State. He's a, he's a hell of a player. Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, TCU to the Ravens. I'm going to tell you what. You know the big theme with what this draft's going to uh, The top is going to be the quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah. But the other opportunity here is for one franchise to really – jump them put themselves into a a spot of consistent contention if they nail this and that is the detroit lions the detroit lions as a franchise have not been in this good a spot since drafting stafford and then you just had to draft other guys you know they didn't hit on all the stuff around him yeah but their their roster right now is evidenced by what you saw this year they're give a damn level with their head coach they have two ones if they hit on them yes their roster is starting to look bountiful Yes. In a hurry. Then they could be in a position. The NFC is not the AFC. There are no certainties in the NFC. None at all. You could, if you land on this stuff, you could be in position to be at the top of the NFC North for the foreseeable future. If Rodgers leaves the Packers, I don't even know what that starts to look like. Nobody knows if Jordan Love can play. Right. Yeah. They're right there. And the other one's Seattle. Yeah. Seattle can skip steps. They they, they, everybody thought that they would go to the bottom. They made the playoffs this year, and they have two ones that they can pour onto that roster right now. That's they Houston, liked, too. Except they don't have quite the base yet. Houston's more like us at the miles point. Fair. They could get good in a hurry if they like, So did we. Yeah. Right. Like, if you land it, yep. if you land the plane, Cincinnati did this, right? But both Seattle and Detroit already have the base. And now they're going to be able to add to that exponentially with talent. Well, the NFC West is, I mean, other than the Niners, 
the Rams are not good. The Rams are going nowhere. I can't believe McVay's coming back. Why do you think he is? You hear the comments from the wife? No. She talked about, look, you're a football coach, like that type of stuff. Like, what are you going to do, your football coach? I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like like he'd be a great broadcaster. And that's a. But there's no. I guess the only spot would be opposite Al on Amazon, which would make sense. Feels like a great. Feels like that would be a spot to be. Feels like that'd be a lucrative spot. You would think so, but maybe he feels some sort of pull to that organization to like, or to Stafford, a loyalty to Stafford, like to not leave him. But honestly, their best move would be to trade Stafford. Yeah, they should trade him to Miami or wherever Jets something like that, and recoup some assets so they can start building again because they got nothing. Yeah, who's going to be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins? Does Tua play tell you again? What, well, I don't know. That Rams thing, they won it, but next year trying to sell seats at that place on these brutal teams. They're just happy they won it. They won it. and you, They did it. They did it. To have lost. But it, the, the damage to it is significant no doubt because of the strategy with which the uh they used by the way for the Niners real quick McCaffrey Elijah Mitchell Debo Samuel all DNP on Wednesday did not practice no worries no worries there no worries um yeah I that's going to be a fun game those two teams there's a there's a both of them are going to be great uh we'll start to get into the previews of those coming up tomorrow on the program still so much more to come on this edition of the program you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Tomorrow on the program, the Hoff. Good luck to the Hoff at the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards tonight. He doesn't Mortgage. need luck. The Hoff is going to crush it. That's it. Those are tough gigs, though. Like MC of ceremonies, yeah, those are tough gigs. Yeah, because you, there's a tone. You know, you want to be funny. You certainly don't want to overstay your welcome. That would be if there was any advice that we could give the great Hoff. It's be yourself and and be brief. Be brief. A thirty minute monologue. I don't care how good it is, unless you are Dave Chappelle or a, like a stand up comedian. It's not going to land. Jimmy, there's a short list Jimmy of people Kimmel. who can go more than five minutes and nail it. Yeah. I think five and then out. Yeah. You can't. You lose them. It's too much. What are you even going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, Sal Pal will join us uh, tomorrow as well as we will preview the NFC Championship game. Ah. Gibby promised a mail- mailbag as well. Get well, Gibby. Yeah. He tried passing it off on you know what, but no. Not. Not hurtful, really. It was. A slight against a fine establishment. It was. It was that. So I have everything, snow day, everything was canceled. Uh, I have like a weekday off for the first time since like, I don't know, July 28th. Weekday night off. I don't even know what to do with my hands. What, what do I do? I don't. Dude, we should hop on. All in, this uh, time. We should hop on the, uh, the sticks. Oh, dude. You would embarrass me. I don't know what I'm doing. Can Come you get the on. hitch stick to work? I don't know what I'm doing. It would be fun. It would, it would be, be fun, fun to have you embarrass me on it. I wouldn't do um, that to you. Yeah. Have you I, what I need to kids? have you come yeah. over to do is to try to make it so that, th- that I can have two systems with two separate accounts playing against you because I can't get that figured out. In your own house? In my own house. Yeah, you could do that. I couldn't figure it out. I know you can. I just couldn't. 
the next level is coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.